0: Hello, this is Rhea's Ramblings. Hey guys, welcome back to Rhea's Ramblings. So before we get started with the episode, let's get our shoutouts out of the way. First of all, shout out to Disha. Thank you so much for listening to my episodes and emailing me about them. You really made my day. Also, shout out to Mr. John Bayman. Again, thank you so much for emailing me about my podcast. I really appreciate it. And remember, everyone can get a shout-out. All you have to do is email me at riaramblings at gmail.com. Once again, that's riaramblings at gmail.com. It'll also be down in the description, so you can just copy-paste that up into your to box in your email. Okay, so I'm actually really excited about today's episode. It's an episode that I, like, I'm going to have a lot of fun with. So, it's about a historical figure, an, Ameri- an American historical figure. So in my American history class, we are learning about the different like important founding fathers during the revolutionary time, which is the late 1700s. And then one specific founding father that stood out to me was James Otis. His story is so insanely crazy to me and inspirational in a way. And it really amazes me. And I just thought that I could tell you guys, but like in my own 13 year old girl way. So expect a lot of 13 year old girl vocabulary. So, James Otis became a respected lawyer in Boston. We're going to skip his childhood. Nothing really big happened then, but he became a respected lawyer in Boston, and he was very successful in that field. He was awarded for loyalty and stuff. Um, <laughs> um, so, during this time period, around this time period, many merchants were trading illegally to avoid the acts of trade and navigation. These acts basically put restrictions on colonial trade, and so they smuggled the trading. Also, during this period, there was a lot of tension between the colonists and the British. And then the writs of assistance were introduced. These almost acted like warrants, where the British soldiers could just simply just search someone's house, destroy it, and not really get in trouble. They could smash and break the house, and it was just like a free entryway into the house, basically, in simple terms. James Otis and many others were super enraged, because they were like, this is not constitutional, like, that's not allowed you're violating our personal rights then in 1761 sir bernard selected thomas hutchinson to be the new chief of chief of justice which meant that otis's candidacy was bypassed so he resigned out of his position that he was in in 1761 out of revenge and principle he was like okay well if you're not if you're just gonna bypass me like that i'm out peace out you know um, and so then he answered a call of burst Boston merchants against a fight of the renewal of the writs. So he was like, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to go help them out. So James Otis gave a five hour long court case slash speech against the writs of assistance. Five hours. Sadly, he lost the case, but his and the topic's popularity grew. It began getting more and more popular, more and more well-known around the colonies. His role also became more and more important. He, in 1764, gave a case against taxation without representation. No taxation without representation! Um, Basically, that just meant that they were against being taxed without a representation of the colonies in Parliament. They were like, that's so unfair. How are we going to get taxed when we don't have anyone to speak for us? So that was their kind of chant. Taxation without representation. No taxation without representation. So, and then the next year, the following year, 1765, he became the leading figure of the Stamp Act Congress. And now with all his powerful and passionate speeches, he made many British officials mad. In 1769, at his peak, are you guys ready for this? This is the downfall. In 1769, at his peak, a a British official pulled him out of a speech, enraged about a newspaper attack on him and other Britishers. He beat James Otis with a cane on the head. He beat him in the head with a cane repeatedly, repeatedly. The beating made him mentally ill. He became mentally ill and he forgot everything he is said to have just been roaming the boston streets homeless forgotten no matter how much he did people basically just forgot about him he was mentally ill now there's some speculations that he was depressed before all this and the cane just you know finished it but he was just roaming the streets of boston mentally ill and you think that's it right you think okay well then he died the end no no he was standing outside a front door during a thunderstorm and he was struck by lightning in 1783 and died just died struck by lightning so he did all this right he did these court cases he's dedicated his entire life to helping the colonists gets beat in the head with a cane and becomes mentally ill because you know it's the brain and people kind of forget about him no matter how much importance he am at how no oh my god i'm so like enraged by it no matter how much he did for them he's just kind of forgotten he's mentally ill mentally crazy just roaming the streets and you think okay that's it sad ending he's struck by lightning like what like when i was first reading about him because we had to do his homework i almost cried i felt so bad i was like how did he like do all this dedicated his whole life to these dumb bits of assistance and really got passionate about it and then just kind of got quote unquote forgotten? I'm so mad. Like he is so underrated. It's crazy. Um so his memorial is actually in Massachusetts and I just told my parents and I was writing these notes. I was like we have to go to visit him one day. Like we have to go see James Otis's memorial because that like We've been learning about a bunch of different founding fathers, a bunch of different important figures, but to me, this man stood out to me the most so far. Like, his story is such like a roller coaster. Like, he does this, but then he gets his, you know, candidacy bypass, and he's like, all right, whatever, and then he ends up going with his peak, right, fighting for rights, fighting for no taxation without representation, fighting against the writs of assistance, doing all this... Then this one soldier gets mad about a newspaper attack, beats him in the head with a cane, and just, it's all over. I know I just repeated the whole episode, but it's crazy to me. Um, so, I definitely recommend for you guys to, like, read up more about James Otis, because the story is really interesting. I also recommend reading um, an excerpt of his five-hour-long case, because you notice that a lot of the language its hard to understand, because it's Old English, very hard to understand. But once you kind of get it kind of it's really cool how passionate his words are and all the different emotions and logic and all that stuff he kind of plays into his speech we did have to read an expert excerpt of it and like analyze it and it was really cool to me it's always been kind of a challenge for me to read old english but um This was really, like, interesting to read how passionate he was and how, like, okay, no, like, this is violating personal rights, how could you guys say this? He would quote a British soldier and be like, hey, that's wrong, like, you can't say that, and he would just, like, be super, like, if I was a British soldier, I would be like, dang, he's right, like, these are not natural rights, like, these are violating, like, he was really passionate and just really using a lot of good vocabulary, um, again, I know I'm rambling, I'm just saying, it definitely helps to read up more about him, and all his cases, and his speeches, and another thing that I want to research in the future is, did he really have, like, a mental illness to begin with, like, was he depressed, did that kind of play into it, um, because there are some rumors and speculations, and my history teacher even told us that, hey, you know, I've been doing some extra research, and, um, you know, I've read that maybe he had depression before this and the cane just kind of was that last straw so that's it I know this episode was super rambly I just really hope that you enjoyed me talking about this man and his crazy life story and the reason I said it was inspirational was because you know his candidacy was bypassed he's like all right whatever I'll go help someone else and he really really helped those people and I think it's inspiring but I think we could all learn that in the end like we, no one should have forgotten him no one should have forgotten what he did um so I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and now let's get on to the shout outs and email again okay so shout out to also Mr. Matuska because he inspired me to do this podcast episode he is the one who's been teaching us about this guy so shout out to Mr. Matuska thank you um, and again, shout out to Desha and Mr. John Bayment on emailing me about the podcast. Again, everyone can get a shout out if you just email me at riaramblings at gmail.com. Again, it's in the description box and you can just copy paste it in. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Again, I know it was a true ramblings episode, but I think that's what the podcast is for. Email me about a historical figure in your history or something else, any, literally anything else, and you will get a shout-out. I love reading your emails. They make my day. Again, Ramblings at gmail.com. I hope everyone has a great week, a great day, and equal pay.